Hello and welcome to Horror Wars. My name is Lamont and I will be guiding you through this macabre dance of a show where two longtime friends fought horror movies against their inevitable remake. Please be aware that horror movies as a general rule of thumb have violence, gore, murder, rape, dismemberment, crazy practical effects and much more. Also, the hosts aren't versed in languages from around the world, so they may mess up some names and places here and there. If none of that bothers you, then get ready for a podcast like none other. This is Horror Wars. Hello out there to all of our guys, gals, non-binary pals, spooky cuties, hair-raising homies, freaks, geeks, and anything in between with a butthole. I'm Rob. I'm Josh. And this is... Horror Wars. <laughs> we are the show that puts original horror movies against their remakes in an all-out war to determine which will reign supreme. We do this with a series of scores that we give one or the other to see who comes out on top. And this week we have Last House on the Left versus Last House on the Left. And not only that, but we have multiple segments throughout the show as well. Death Penalty is where we discuss current events going on in the world of horror provided by MacabreDaily.com. And sometimes news about us too. Horror Club is where we review a horror film book club style and we'll provide a bit of background before we give it a grading of pass, rent, or buy. This week we take a look at Becky and mm-hmm. then we get into our list of doom where we discuss the episode's top five. This episode our list is top five survival horror movies. Then we follow that with the horrors of gaming where we talk about horror related games. This episode we're discussing Dead by Daylight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. This is going to get juicy. Uh, then we answer questions and read comments from you in our segment called Our Cursed Ones. Finally, we close up shop for the episode, giving you our bloopers in a segment called Even the Dead Laugh. So, let's get into it. Death peddling. We begin the show by wetting your macabre, loving black heart with news and events in the realm of horror that are important to the week we're recording. Also, every now and again... We'll have something to say regarding the host. But don't worry, it's not very often. We really hate talking about ourselves. And welcome to the first official segment of the show brought to you by MacabreDaily.com. Shout outs. Shout out, shout outs. We have a little bit of horror news. If you want to, you know, get more horror news, go to macabdaily.com and they update every fucking day. Like, awesome people. Awesome people. Um, all sorts of like reviews for books and movies and everything in between. Um, news, anything that you could possibly imagine, it's on macabdaily.com. They're the dark side of pop culture. <laughs> that was good. <clears throat> Thank you. So, shall we discuss some news? Let's discuss some news. So, Bubba's Afraid is bringing the anxiety to Blu-ray this July. uh, Love him or loathe him, Ari Aster is a force to be reckoned with in modern horror. For a stellar feature-length debut, Hereditary, which is in like our top tens or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, To his three-plus-hour opus that is Bo is Afraid. Holy shit. Yeah, I'm kind of like... That's going to be tough. It's going to be a sludge, but hey... It's worth it. <clears throat> yeah. uh, he is one of the most interesting auteurs in the genre working today. While his recent efforts seem to come and go in, uh, in the theaters, it is finding a home on your shelves this summer. Lionsgate Films is bringing Bo is Afraid to Blu-ray, DVD, and digital this July 11th, 2023. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, check out this film synopsis and special feature on macabdaily.com. Are you afraid to bring Bo is Afraid into your home? 
an article was written by Matthew Orozco. Orozco or Orozco. I'm not yeah. sure. Didn't get the actual like saying of his yeah. name. And I'm sorry. Uh, Sounds interesting. I definitely want to see those. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's uh, literally like a, a people are saying it's the um, the feeling of anxiety on screen finally. Like anxiety was really put into screen in this movie. So like hereditary, but like the whole movie is just the, the car scene. Jesus Where you're just Christ. like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in our second bit of news, Jenna Ortega promises more horror-centric focus for Wednesday Season 2. Tim Burton's Wednesday was a smash hit on Netflix and truly made a star, Jenna Ortega, a horror icon in her own right by taking on the character of Wednesday Adams. With the series gearing up for its second season at Netflix, Ortega has once again said that the new season will be more horror-centric and that it has us very eager to see what's to come. Ortega, who has now become an executive producer on Wednesday, tells Variety this week, With a character like Wednesday who is so beloved, I didn't want to get her wrong, so I tried to have as many conversations as possible with the writers. We decided what works and what doesn't. In preparation for a second season, we wanted to make sure that we could start the the conversations earlier. I'm just so curious. I want to see the outfits, new characters, scripts. It's still coming together, but we've decided we want to lean into the horror more. Ortega continues, echoing her com- her similar comments she made recently. We're ditching any romantic love interest, which is really great. We're going to get bolder, more dark. Jenna Ortega stars in the new series as Wednesday Adams with Louis Guzman playing Gomez and Catherine Zeta-Jones playing Morticia in Tim Burton's Netflix series. Christina Ricci also appears in the show playing a brand new role with Fred Ar- Armesian as Uncle Fester. Article by Samuel Santiago. Ooh. <laughs> I still haven't. I still haven't seen the. You uh, still haven't seen season one. Mm-mm. Damn man, it's a good fucking season. It's a good show. You're a good show. You're a better show. You're a smoke <laughs> show. <laughs> hey, speaking of another show. Oh yeah. Uh, meet Sweet Tooth in the full clip from from Peacock's Twisted Metal TV series. A brand new clip on Peacock's upcoming TV adaptation of Twisted Metal has crashed online, and you get to meet a familiar face in the process. Sweet Tooth. Twisted Metal premieres on July. 27th, the, watch the clip on macabdaily.com, which features iconic video game character Sweet Tooth and teases the overall tone of the upcoming series. Peacock's high-octane action comedy series starring Anthony Mackie follows a motormouth outsider who is offered a chance at a better life, but only if he can successfully deliver a mysterious package across a post-apocalyptic wasteland. <sighs> mm-hmm. Will Arnett will be voicing Sweet Tooth in Peacock's Twisted Metal television series with AEW superstar Samoa Joe physically embodying the iconic character. Eve Campbell has been cast as Raven with Stephanie Beatrice, Thomas Hayden Church, Michael Mitchell, Taj Vaugans, and Lou Betty Jr. also starring in the video game adaptation. The original take for the live-action series comes courtesy of Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, the duo behind Zombieland and the Deadpool movie. Oh, shit. Uh, Michael Jonathan <coughs> Smith, Cobra Kai, is on board to write and show run the Twisted Metal series. Additionally, Will Arnett and Mark Foreman are executive producing. The article is by Samuel Santiago. I'm really hyped for this fucking show. I know it's like divisive right now and everybody's like, oh, Sweet Tooth was really weird because he loves Cisco." I don't think it's that. It's just weird to see that character be kind of turned into a Deadpoolish character. Right. Because in the games, he He's, wasn't really like the goofy one. Right. He was, in the games, I mean, in Twisted Metal, like, 2 and 3, he was kind right. of goofball. 
But like they with Twisted Metal Black, they really cemented these characters. And when they turned him into a serial killer, you know, all that type of stuff, that's what really made Sweet Tooth yeah. like full on beloved by a lot of people. Um, I mean, he was a PlayStation All Stars. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. So I can understand people being like, "Oh, he's a little bit too goofy or whatever." But the if music you, shouldn't be <clears throat> right. I, I, I don't know. I, a lot of people are judging it by one scene. Yeah, that's, and I, yeah, I get that's it. Too much. I get it, but give it a chance. You know. Besides, people got to realize. Look at Stranger <laughs> Things. They were Stranger yeah. Things have been throwing back like a lot of '80s music. We're getting closer to it being the yep. 2000s. We got to accept it, people. Yep, our we're age. old. You know what I mean? It's gonna happen. Sorry. You're old and I'm older. That's what I'm saying. So, old and older instead know, of Dumb and Dumber. The music we grew up with is now gonna be the the oldies. music. Yeah. Yeah. Can so. you imagine listening to fucking like Metallica oh, and all on the oldies oh, station? Yeah. Like getting rid of Earth Angel, yeah. Earth Angel. <laughs> To battery, yeah, yeah, we really are. We, we've come a long way. Um, <laughs> and the final bit of news today is uh, John Carpenter's Toxic Commando launches on PC and consoles next year. It has been quite a hiatus from video games, but the horror master himself, John Carpenter, is back in the thick of it. Into the thick of it. I was about to do that. With, damn it. <laughs> with the new game, John Carpenter's Toxic Commando, aiming for release on consoles and PC in 2024 from Focus Home Entertainment and Saber Interactive. Toxic Commando is a cooperative first-person shooter game powered by Saber Interactive's Swarm Engine. It's exciting to be collaborating on a new video game with Focus and Saber, says Carpenter. Look, I really like shooting zombies. They keep telling me that they're called the Infected. Please, they're ghouls, dude. They blow up real good, and there are a ton of them. People are going to love this game. John Carpenter's Toxic Commando cuts to the point when it comes to its story. Science experiment to extract power from Earth's core goes horribly wrong, waking the so-called Sludge God, an entity capable of transforming people into zombies. Players will be able to play solo or cooperatively, choosing from a variety of deadly equipment, such as grenades, katanas, and regular weapons. What the fuck is a regular weapon? (laughs) If a grenade and a katana is not a regular weapon, what the fuck is a regular weapon? melee weapons maybe like boards and planks and shit yeah, i don't, I don't know. fucking know um and special abilities to create the perfect loadout against the undead nightmare according to saber there will be a closed beta test ahead of the game's launch you can sign up for on the official website thanks to wcc tech for the info article by samuel santiago mm. santiago i <laughs> I love when you do that. It's a cool name, dude. <laughs> it is. Um, An alliteration because it's because <clears throat> of his initials. Yeah, yeah. Um, with that, please go to macabdaily.com for so much more horror news today, tomorrow, and always. And never forget, they are the dark side of pop culture. Nah. <laughs> The war, the reason everyone's here. This is the main segment of our show. We put a horror film against its remake. We go stat for stat, financials, facts, where to watch, synopsis, cast, and everything in between. Afterwards, we grade them both on a scorecard. We tally up those results and we see who wins the day.
welcome to the war. <laughs> As with every episode, we're going to tell you where you get all of our glorious information from. We source pieces from Wikipedia, IMDb, Just Watch, and Rotten Tomatoes. Mainly, uh, yeah, I fucked that up, but whatever. Sometimes we have to dig a little deeper, but we shout out where we get that info from when applicable. Also, when we give the information on where to watch these films, please keep in mind that they might not be available in those services by the time you listen to the episode. Seriously. Mm -hmm. So please head to Just Watch for all your viewing needs. With that being said, let's break down how we go about scoring these movies to determine our winner. We go through a series of stats, the crew, the cast, the runtime, and everything in between to get our results. At the end, we discuss our reasoning for where we place these points and why in a series of 10, now 11, I gotta fix that, 11 categories. They are acting, directing, writing slash plot, killer or killers, casting, soundtrack, gore and kills, pacing, time period, environment, and finally, the ending. And as Lamont said, shout outs. Shout outs. Uh, said in the intro of the segment, we tally up our individual scores, combine them, and the one with the highest score wins the day. And after that, we send it off to all of you and let you vote in our poll on Instagram after every episode is posted. And now that now that all that is out of the way, it's time for the wall. I thought you were going to scream it. No. I was like, yeah, do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, we didn't discuss. Are you taking the OG or am I? I don't, uh, I don't <clears throat> care. I don't care. Like, I mean, if you... Whatever you want to do. Okay, I'll do the OG, because when I just saw the box office, is fucking insane. Yeah, I'll do that one. Okay. You had the Holy. mic way far away, bro. I don't like... No, I'm good. Okay. I'm good. Don't worry. All right. You ready? Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. That just blew my mind. You guys will <laughs> understand why. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's wild, man. So, for the, uh, for the original, I have The Last House on the left. You know what's been fucking me up? Every time I look at this on the script, I keep reading as the last house of us. You know, like the last of that. us. I get so that. So every time I read it, I, I get all fucked up. But yeah, I have the original, the last house on the left. I get that. With a runtime of an hour and 22 minutes. The release date is August 30th, 1972. It was produced by Sean S. Cunningham. Production companies, Sean S. Cunningham Films, the night company, Lobster Enterprises. That's funny. Fucking Lobster Enterprises for the win. Wow, this the budget was ninety thousand dollars in you know USD. The box office it made three point one million USD in nineteen seventy two. That is fucking insane. Yep. Horror was where it was at, dude. Oh like, my goodness. Sorry, is it just screenplay by Wes Craven and Ula Isaksan? Okay, that's a very interesting name. Uh, direct- I'm not even attempting that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Directed by Wes Craven. Cinematography by Victor Hurwitz. Edited by Wes Craven. Music by David Alexander Hess. Where to watch? You are currently able to watch The House on the Left. The Last House on the Left, Jesus. Yeah. Streaming on Fubo TV, Paramount Plus, and MGM Plus with subscription. You can also watch for free with ads on Tubi TV, Redbox, Crackle, that's a new one, mm-hmm. Popcorn Flicks, hey, and Pluto TV. Hey. It is also possible to rent or purchase The Last House on the Left hey. on Apple TV, Amazon Video, and Vudu Digitally. Hey. You know why I fucked that up the first time? Because I was going to say The Last of Us. Yep. The ratings. A nine, uh, nine a 5.9 out of 10 on IMDb. IMDb. A 63% on Rotten Tomatoes. And 66% on Just Watch. Those are... Just Watch a dude. Okay. Yeah. Uh, plot. Two girls go on a careless hunt to buy a marijuana. Mm-hmm. And end up 
captives of four manacle prison escapees. The girls are then subjected to obscene torture. That is putting it very fucking lightly. Is that another word that you've never said out loud before? What? Maniacal. What did I say? Manacle. I, dude. I, is that another one? Yeah. We keep getting these words that you've like never. I've heard, but never you've seen heard, written. but never seen written. I swear to God, I've never seen that written. That is wild. Yeah. That's like the fifth or sixth third. word. Third. It's third. third. Okay. Hell yeah, though. Yeah, yeah, well, there yeah. you go. I learned something new today. Love it. <laughs> uh, related media. <clears throat> Last house on the left, 2009. The trivia. 44 more on... <laughs> Number one. A mixture of red and blue food coloring mixed with caramel syrup was used for the fake blood, which contrary to most film, blood actually looks real. And it does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number two, according to Wes Craven, the crew set up a special editing office to restore Prince's return from cinemas because everyone would come back chopped up by theater owners? What? Yeah, they had to restore oh, the movie yeah, yeah, because yeah. they would chop the fucking movie up. I don't know why I was confused with that. I'm baked, by the way. It's fine. <laughs> uh, number three, when this movie was released in 72, uh, most critics found it disturbing. However... Robert Ebert gave it three and a half stars, and he got letters from people asking him how he could possibly support a movie like this. Which is actually kind of insane, because it's a very uncomfortable film. Yeah, Roger Ebert usually, like, strays away. I mean, well, he's dead now, but, yeah. I mean, he used <laughs> he to, He definitely like, does now. <laughs> he definitely strays away from anything anymore. But, um, no, he usually strayed away from those type of movies. Like, Siskel and Ebert always used to be very divisive with their ratings and stuff mm -hmm. but like he really always stayed away from like torture movies or like uh, gore porn and stuff like that yeah. and for the 70s this was pretty fucking intense so yeah i can understand him getting you know yeah. notes about it sorry but i no, just wanted don't. to you know because a lot of people don't know who siskel and ebert are anymore mm -hmm. like the the younger people so yeah. you know no 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 it's good it's good bro <laughs> number four According to Wes Craven, he never anticipated the extreme reactions that audience would have to the last house on the left. Audiences were said to have vomited, fainted, and rumored to have happened to one unfortunate moviegoer, had a heart attack during initial screens of the film. Holy shit. Yeah, I didn't find anything to like prove or disprove that, so that's why I left it in. No, that's fine. Uh, <clears throat> due to his size, Martin Cove was originally up for the role of Krug. However, he declined it in favor of the smaller comedic deputy role and suggested his friend David Hess for the role instead. Hess wore extra padded clothes for the audition, but was given the role anyway, as well as being offered the music score. I'm pretty sure he sings like the opening song, mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. um, number six, right? Yep. Yeah, number six. According to the various cast and crew members, especially David Hess and Fred J. Lincoln, actress Sandy P Sandra Peabody excuse me, was genuinely terrified throughout most of the shoot, at one point walking off set. Wow. Eventually, the filmmakers caught up with her and convinced her to return and finish the film. Yeah, I, I did hear she had like a terrible fucking time yeah. filming this. Yeah. Uh, number seven, Siskel and Ebert were divided on this movie. Siskel called it the sickest film of the year and gave it one star. Ebert gave it three and a half stars, saying, Last House on the Left is a tough, bitter, little sleeper of a movie that's about four times as good as you'd expect. There is a moment of such sheer and unexpected terror that it beats anything in the heart in the mouth line since... Ellen Arkin jumped out of the darkness at Audrey Hepburn in Wait Until Dark. Yeah, there's there's a couple parts in that movie, man. It's, yeah. It, we'll get into it. Yep. Number eight. 
Originally scripted as a hardcore pornographic film. Holy shit. Yep. With all actors and crew being committed to filming it as such. However, the shooting began. Craven decided to rewrite the script to remove the explicit sex. Jesus. Yep. Uh, number nine. In the 1980s, the American video versions contained additional text after the film had ended, reading, Coming soon to a theater near you, from the producers of Last House on the Left and director of Friday the 13th, Part 5, The Last House on the Left, Part 2. Holy shit. You won't believe your eyes. No sequel ever materialized unless you consider A Nightmare on Elm Street as such. Yep. Wow. Yep, there was plans, but never did it. Uh, number 10. When fledgling director Wes Craven took this film to the MPAA, they slapped it with an X rating. Wanting an R rating for wider release, Craven went back and removed several minutes of footage. However, this still wasn't enough, and the film still got an X rating. Once again, Craven removed footage, but this still wasn't enough. Finally, Craven pulled out all of the original footage. Oh, I'm sorry, put all of the original footage back in, got an authentic rated R, seal of approval from this film, borrowed from a friend of his, who put the rating on the film and released it. Yep. The cast. Sandra Peabody as Mary Collingwood. Funny enough, that actress went by like six other names. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Lucy Grantham as Phyllis Stone. Cool name. David A. Hess as Crew Bastillo. Fred Lincoln as Fred Weasel Podowski. Uh, Jeremy? That's a different way to spell Jeremy. Yeah, yeah uh, it is. What J- the fuck? Jeremy Rain as Sadie. Mark Scheffler as Junior Stillo. Eleanor Shaw, credited as Cynthia Carr as Estelle Collingwood. Richard Towers, credited as Gaylord St. James, as Dr. Uh, John Collingswood. You know what made me laugh? It was uh, thinking of Estel, how mm-hmm. she bit off. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marshall Anker as Sheriff. Martin Cove as Deputy Harry. Ada Washington as Ada. Yeah, a real fucking hard name there. Uh, Steve Miner, uncredited as Hippie Taunting Deputy. <laughs> Man, there's some stuff about this fucking movie. It's a very strange film to me. Yeah, it's... Sean Cunningham and Wes Craven were definitely in their infancy in this movie. But was, we'll, yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll save we'll, it for the we'll, end. Yeah. Um, movie name, The Last House on the Left. This is the remake. Spoiler. Spoiler. Oh, God. <laughs> if you just heard the bomb go off. <laughs> Drop my phone. I lost that bitch into the wall. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty devastating, actually. Um, runtime. This is my... My my fucking crux with this movie is one hour and fifty four minutes. They could have cut out like a half an hour. Yeah, they literally could have made this a one hour and twenty minute movie, just like the OJ. There was so much exposition in this fucking movie. If if they honestly would have chopped it down, I think this would have been like in my, like a top ten movie for me. If it was a lot shorter. Given the context of the movie. Parents. Mm. There was a couple scenes that I really didn't like. And obviously, you make yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, let's yeah, yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Um, oh, this is gonna be a good one. Movie name: The Last House on the Left. Runtime: One hour fifty-four minutes. Release date: March thirteenth, two thousand nine. Produced by Wes Craven, Sean S. Cunningham, and Marianne Mad- Madalena. Cool name. Yes, very cool name. Uh, production companies. Rogue Pictures, Craven slash Madalena Films, Cunningham Productions, The Night Company, and Midnight Entertainment. Oh my god, Productions the movie. Yes, Productions. <laughs> <laughs> Budget, 15 million USD. Box office, 46 million USD. Fair. Fair. Uh, screenplay by Adam Elisa and Carl Ellsworth. Directed by Dennis Iliadis. Cinematography by Sharon Mir. 
edited by Peter McNulty, music by John Murphy. Where to watch? Currently, you're able to watch Last House on the Left streaming on 2BTV TV for free. You can also rent or purchase on AMC On Demand, DirecTV, Redbox, Apple TV, Amazon Video, Google Play Movies, YouTube, Vudu, and the Microsoft Store. Ratings. Hmm. I, I think they're fair. Um, 6.5 out of 10 on Imdibitaba. 43% on Rotten Tomatoes. I feel that's a little low. 72% on Just watch a Do. Maybe a little too high. I, Maybe. I feel like the IMDb rating is probably yeah. right about where it should be. I would maybe give it like a 6. I don't I think agree. I'd give it a 6.5. Mm-hmm. I, I think a 6 solid for it. I think 43 yeah. is too too cold, 72 is too hot, mm-hmm. and 6 is just right. Yep. Um, plot. After kidnapping and torturing two innocent teen girls, a group of people seek refuge in the home of the parents of one of the victimized girls. When the parents find out what happened to their daughter, they plot and carry out revenge on those that hurt her. Related Media, Last House on the Left, 1972. There are no more trivia on this movie. There's just only 10. There's literally only 10. Hey, what a perfect amount. Right, exactly. Number one, bruises are visible on both Paige and Mary's legs during the scenes in the hotel room. According to interviews, the, bu- the bruises were a result of filming the scenes in the forest, which were filmed before the hotel room scene. The makeup crew tried to cover up the bruises. However, since the actors did their own stunts, the marks were too severe to be covered up by any makeup. Which, from a, a film uh, standpoint, is cool because it's like, how they shoot movies out of order even yeah. though you would think they've just started yeah. from the first scene to the right. last that's so weird yeah it definitely is i i never understood that me either i i never understood why because a lot of movies like the ending's done first yeah i was just about to say this isn't even hard but there's a a movie i watched it's this this dance one step up and at the end i was listening to commentary because i like to do that and they were like yeah our kissing was our first scene together yeah it was, it's just weird. Like the, it's the very weird. Cut, the kissing. It's weird. Yeah, I don't I don't think I ever will understand that, but uh, whatever. Um, the interiors and exteriors of the Collingswood house were built all on the same location to avoid having to relocate the production to a soundstage. Oh, that's cool. Excuse me. Number three. Tony Goldwyn was at first reluctant about appearing in the film because of its violent content. Goldwyn changed his mind, however, after viewing director Dennis Iliad's film Hardcore from 2004. Number four. According to Gorezone magazine, the film was intended for a direct-to-video release in October 2009. However, after positive test screenings in 2008, it was decided to release the film theatrically. Number five. Co-producer Jonathan Craven appeared as a child in The Last House on the Left, 1972. He was the young boy with the balloon that Krug bursts as he walks past on the street. Oh, Number six, Sarah Paxton revealed in an interview that the rape sequence took 17 hours to film. (sighs) Number seven, the studio considered several directors for the film before settling on Dennis uh, Iliadis after being impressed by his film Hardcore in 2004. Number eight, the film was going to be shot in Westport, Connecticut, the location where the 1972 original was filmed. The threat of hazardous weather caused the production to seek another location. Number nine, David Hess was offered a cameo but declined. Number ten, Aaron Paul, Francis, portrayed Jesse Pinkman from Breaking Bad 2008. Michael Bowen, Morton, also appeared throughout season five as Uncle Jack. Cast, Tony Goldwyn as Dr. John Collingwood, Monica Potter as Emma Collingwood, 
Garrett Dillahunt as Krug, Aaron Paul as Francis, Spencer Treat Clark as Justin, Ricky Lindaholm as Sadie, Martha McIsaac as Paige, Michael Bowen as Officer Morton, and Sarah Paxton as Mari Collingwood. So, uh, as Rob warned two weeks ago, uh, yep. this is these films are in the I Spit on Your Grave territory. Yep. Very uncomfortable films. Yep. A lot of assault in this. Uh, a lot of violence. A lot of more realistic violence pretty much throughout the whole thing. Yep. Uh, so, trigger warning if you've never seen either film. Yep. So, just, just bear in mind, it's very intense for both. Yeah. So, just be forewarned on that shit. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, these are some... Yeah, these are tough films to watch. You want to know why I didn't know the... Like, I didn't even know anything about bruises from that fact? Because I fast-forwarded. I'm not even going to lie. I didn't yeah. watch the actual, like, assault scenes. Yeah. I couldn't do it. 2009 was, um... Hard. Yeah, I def I'm, I'm not going to lie. I watched the whole film, except those scenes. I... Fast forward for it. I, you can call me a pussy. I just couldn't do it. 1972 was very hard as well. Yeah. But I think 2009 was a lot harder. Like, I just... The, I, I, I'm not going to lie again. It sounds overdramatic, but it made me it made me sick. That's why I couldn't watch it. Because it just made me... I don't like shit like that. Yeah, me neither. I, I, I'm not saying I, you do. I'm just no, saying, no, no. like... No, no, no. For no, some no. reason, I just can't get into... I, um... The, the thing is... I've only watched Last House of the Left once before to, yeah, mine, before before this week. Mine was the remake, so um, I don't know what yours was. Mine was actually the OG. Yeah. Um, I <laughs> I watched Last House of the Left and Clockwork Orange back to back oh one night. God. They were my first time seeing both movies, <laughs> and what a hell of a fucking ride I went on, yeah. because it was at that time period. Because I I think what happened with me was I was. I started out with horror with like just the slashers and stuff and I was like, man, I want something fucking more like, yeah. you know, angsty fucking 14 year old. Uh, I want more. Yeah. Uh, I'm ready for the hardcore stuff. And I sought out two of the band movies, two of the uh, crazy movies that everybody always had at the time on their like super fucking crazy lists. <laughs> Clockwork Orange and uh, Last House on the Left were there, and I watched them both back to back, and holy shit, you know. Um, and then now I recently, for this, just rewatched Last House on the Left, the OG one, and it made me remember why I didn't want to watch yeah. it. Um, it. It's just it, it's rough to watch. Same thing with the remake, you yeah. know, especially with the drug use in the remake. Yeah, the drug use was really hard in the remake. Mm -hmm. Um. So what are some of the notes that you were taking down? Because you said that you had a lot of stuff that you really wanted to talk about. Like, I think, I'm not going to lie. When I read something on the original and people were saying that it was like a cult classic, I, I don't really get it. Because the what took away from that movie a lot for me is the weird comedic, like, banjo scenes. Yeah. Like, we would get some really hardcore shit, and then it's like, and then it's like a, a, a montage of them, like, taking a bath or some yeah. shit. It's yeah. just, it kind of took it away from me, and it just, it just, I don't know why. It made me mad in a sense, because I was like, how can you go from that to something goofy? What we're finding out when we watch these movies that are considered cult classic mm. You got to take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. Because, like, 
I've noticed that we both are, we feel the same way. Like ever since Suspiria. Yeah. Um, because we went into Suspiria with like fucking open arms, like, Oh yes, we're going to do the cult mm-hmm. classic, the God of, you yep. know, and then I feel like ever since Suspiria, we've kind of been let down with these quote unquote mm-hmm. cult classics like house on sorority row and yeah. this and that. Um, you know, I think prom night is one of the only ones that I wasn't let down with the OG prom night. Yeah. 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 Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that 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 was the next step of her career, yeah. and it showed kind of like what she was going to be going towards. Even though she did get pigeonholed in the Halloween mm-hmm. series for a lot of her career, she did go off and do yeah. a lot of really amazing things. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like I said, these these cult classics. I think we just gotta go into them with tempered expectations yeah. from now on because. I was really amped to do this episode, and then once I started doing like um, more research and mm-hmm. you know freshening up and watching the movies and doing that, I was like, man, this is fucking rough. Mm-hmm. Like, these are a couple really rough movies, and yeah, I mean, editing wise too, yeah. and choppy as fuck for the OJ. Oh my dude. Yeah. So go back to what you were saying. I'm sorry. I no, just no, I wanted to. No, no, that was it. I mean, that that's like my biggest my biggest beef too, and it's just it's funny. The, the the remake is super duper long, but then the other one it doesn't feel it just feels like it, it feels longer for me. It's a short film, but it feels like it takes forever to get to the fucking house and yes. stuff like that. And my other beef I want to say is like, this is gonna sound weird, and I don't even think this goes into my scores because when I look at even though the cast looks a little bit more stacked, I felt like the villains of the original were. Like, they felt like original characters when the ones from Remake felt like they were just that trope, just like yeah. to the thousandth yes. degree. Like, yes. Aaron, his name's Aaron Paul, right? The guy from Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, he's a fantastic actor and all that. He deserves all his awards. But he's, he's rough in this film with his acting. Yeah. Like, even in the scenes where he's supposed to be, you know, hitting on the wife like in the original, he just looks like a fucking psychopath. Like, yeah. the other dude had a little bit of charm to him in the original, yeah. even though it's fucking weird. Like, the way he goes about going after the wife. He uses, like, yeah. charm and shit. When this dude is just like, hey, that wine looks good. You know, it's yeah. just weird. So yeah. it's just, like, I feel like the remake characters were just way too much of a trope. The only thing that I can say in Aaron Paul's, like, defense of that portrayal of the character is the heroine. Okay. You, yeah. you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's the only thing yeah. that I can say. I think... I think what he probably did was like looked at a depiction of a heroin addict and then just like went, like you said, just took it and went full fucking bore. That's not what heroin addicts like do. It's like, like you said, all the villains were like balloon versions Mm -hmm. of the villains from the OJ. And we've discussed that previously where we kind of hate that, where, Mm -hmm. where we, we really like the OG villains, but then when they take them and make them that extreme in the remake, it's like, why the fuck do you do this? Like I get the audiences are different and things are different, but why make them over dramatized versions of what they fucking were in the OG that made them work to begin with? You know, Mm -hmm. uh, what was it? House of Wax. That was one of your biggest things. Like, yeah, you Mm -hmm. loved Vincent Price. You loved all that. And then when you made them fucking hillbillies, overpowered hillbillies, Mm -hmm. why? Mm -hmm. Why? You could have worked a script to make it like that for today, you know? And I I fully agree with you on that shit, dude. I've also realized that. Like, you're spot one with that shit. 
you're 1000% spot on with that, like taking what they were in the OG and just like, yep. like I said, ballooning them, mm-hmm. you know? So with all that being said, uh, why don't we yeah. go ahead and get into our scores Man, of the film? We were so we were so into that shit. I was just I forgot about the score. Yeah, I did too. Um, until I looked over and saw the rectangle. <laughs> I think my pen disappeared. I mean, to like tally up all. I'll just wait till we're done. I'll, I'll read them out, but I, I don't. Okay, it's fine. No, it doesn't matter anyway. We're good. All right. So the acting. The acting, besides Aaron Paul, I gave to the remake just because it's a little bit less. You know, meh. See, meh. I did the same thing, um, acting remake because even though the villains were kind of like horrifying in the OG, mm-hmm. I think the acting was better in except, except for Aaron Paul More in the remake. Um, directing, I gave it to remake, but it, it's just because I, I just I like the flow of that movie a lot better and how they got from you know the the motel to the house to the assault to to then having to make their way to the house because they crashed and all that shit. Yeah. It just felt like a little bit better directing than yeah. that just to kind of get into the house. Um, I gave it to the OG, mm-hmm. but literally only because of what Wes Craven would become. Okay. I, I understand that um, the remake was put together better, mm-hmm. and I 1,000% am with you. But if it wasn't the fact that this was Wes Craven's first film, like first official film, because he had a couple student projects and stuff. Right. Um, and the fact that Sean S. Cunningham is with him on this movie, you've got the you've got the legacy of Slasher right mm-hmm. there. You've got my uh yeah, Michael, you got Jason and you got Freddie right there, man. Mm-hmm. And and I was telling um Bran, it's crazy that these movies well, this movie was in 1972 when it released. And in 2002, they were filming Freddy vs. Jason. Yep. And it came out like at the beginning of 2003. Well, the middle of 2003. Well, we had another movie like that. I think it was Taurus Trap. Remember? The dudes yeah. that worked in that went to make like Texas Chainsaw yeah. shit. It's crazy yeah. to see how where careers go after yep. certain films. So like I said, I gave it to, no, I respect to that. that because I, you could see the flashes of greatness that Wes right. Craven was going to become. Um, writing slash plot. I gave to the original because it kind of goes back to the the following someone for weed seems more realistic in the 70s and right. that happening to someone right. more than just like, oh yeah, by the way, this is random dude. I'm just going to go to some sleazy ass motel and yeah. get drugs from. Smoke a joint that literally never burned down and they never ashed. They just right. smoked the same infinite weed in that joint. Infinite weed. So yeah, um, I give it to OG. I give it to OG as well. Literally for the same reason. <laughs> That you gave it for. Uh, Killers. I gave it to the remake. I mean, the killers in the group, the antagonists are, they're very strong killers on both sides. Yeah. But I actually went a little deeper with this one, surprisingly, for once. Oh, yeah? I gave it to the remake because once even the good guys, as in the husband and wife, start to attack, technically they become killers because they are killing. Right. So I feel like the parents added into that killing the killers were stronger in the remake because they were just they were they were in it to win it even though i do respect the dick biting off yeah that was probably the best one out of all of them because like the, the chainsaw was kind of weak right so i gave it to the remake for killers yeah that's actually a really good point that's actually a super really good point thanks man i fully like appreciate that point um so for me 
I gave it to the OG, and I didn't even think about the parents becoming killers. Um, so I think I might change my mind oh, and give the remake. This is that, the second episode I've gotten you to to change a couple things on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I think I'm gonna do that. So uh, the next one we have is casting. I just gave the remake because it's a pretty stacked fucking cast. Let's keep it real. Yeah, it is. I gave it to remake. Even the too. dude that played Krug was in a Friday the Thirteenth movie. Right. I'm pretty sure. I mean, let's put it like this: the David Hess who played Krug in the original one was probably like the fucking the the anchor of that movie. Hundred percent. He was like the 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 hair, the nose, the stature. Everything about the dude that played Krug, David Hess, in the original one yeah. was like, that was the dude. He was pretty movie. jacked, too. Yeah, he was pretty jacked, yeah. So, other than him in the OG, yeah, the remakes got it. On deck, on deck. Um, soundtrack. I gave to remake because it felt like finally um, a horror film that didn't rely on all the violins and stuff. Like, I heard, like, organs and shit. Yeah. It, it was crazy. I will say, I do respect OG solely because the cast kind of performed the soundtrack. So. Yeah. I still think remake's a little better, but it's a good soundtrack for both. Yeah. Um, I also gave it to the remake because of literally the same reasons. Because around that time is when they started doing that, like, the 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 organs and all that were usually associated with action movies. Mm-hmm. And then they just kind of, like, down-tuned them around this area. And that's when we started getting, like, a lot of that stuff in horror movies. I don't know if this was, like, the first one to do that. I'm not going to claim that. Mm-hmm. But what I am going to say is, like, yeah, this is around that time when that started happening, and that made horror movies better. Yep. It really did. It's around the time that, like, the Omen remake came out, yeah? Because it was 2006 for the Omen remake. Yeah, yeah. Because it was 666. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're right. Um, Gore and Kills. I liked the remake. I gave it to remake. But the dick biting off from OG is probably one of, like, top ten favorite kills in horror. Because... Have you ever seen that in another horror film that wasn't like a like a comedy one or right. something? You know what I mean? Like that's some intense shit. I spit on your grave. That's like the oh, yeah, only yeah. other I spit literally. On your grave. Yep. But it it was done differently. Because in I spit on your grave, she cut him off with like shears and shit. His yeah, dick and bowels. Yeah, yeah. And this one, it's just she bit him off. Yeah, yeah. Um, any other reason, or is that pretty much it? And it's in a lot of the OG ones are kind of off screen. Yeah. You know what I mean? The the stabbing, which was which was good. Um. I can't think of the word. Not not CGI. The, the where they make it himself. Practical. Practical effects. Yeah, yeah, for that was good. Like the way they did the shirt, it looked like a real yeah attack. But I oh that's the other reason I want the remake too. It's like even when they the the female killer Sadie, I think her name is, mm-hmm. gets shot. The bullet, like the shot, looks like a realistic shot compared mm-hmm. to like most horror films where like a single nine millimeter makes their head explode yeah. like a yeah. fucking watermelon. Yeah, that's the more realistic of a bullet wound. So yeah, I thought it looked better. Okay. So, yeah. I I I no arguments for me on your reasoning. I gave it to the OG for the dick biting scene. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> hey, I respect it. <laughs> you can't go wrong either yeah. way on that one. Um pacing. I gave to OG because it's way fucking shorter. Yeah. Even though like you said at some points it feels yeah. longer with the driving and with mm. the all that it, it, and the comedic and scenes. And the comedic scenes. It still gets to the point. It yeah. still does what's got to yeah. do. It's an hour and twenty two minutes. It's it's right. It's in our sweet spot of horror movies. Um, it doesn't feel like a slodge, yep. sludge, however you want to say it. Um, so okay, we're both in agreeing there. 
time period. I gave the OG because, like I said, in the, oh, oh, sorry, good. shit like that happened a lot more in the in the seventies. It still happens a lot today, but right, it was, was the way they used the drugs to right. kind of lure them in was right a little better. And now that you have like legal weed yep. everywhere, and there's even yeah. legal heroin places. Is there like, really? Like, I mean, for people that to do it in a safe environment, I didn't know that. In like a lot of really big cities, yeah, there mm. is there's like suboxone places and stuff like that. Like it's. Uh, yeah, that's that's another thing for another time. Anyway, um, environment. I actually gave to remake, just because I, I don't, I don't know. I feel like that vacation home in the woods kind of shit would, that kind of house takeover would happen more than the uh, the original. I would, yeah. Kind of like how with funny games, I felt like funny games would happen more in like the the super richy, yeah, you know, yacht club environment kind of situation. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm getting from this. Yeah, so no, and there's been remake. there's been a few movies where that's happened, like yeah. the summer home type shit. Yeah, so I mean, absolutely. I mean, even sick, most yeah, recently, sick, I think sick, it was, yeah. yeah, that happened. In a... Um, and that's last year. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that proves that you know it, it still is a viable thing. Um, and ending, the ending I gave to remake because. The family got their revenge. Nope. You got an actual ending when, in spoilers for an old ass movie made in 72, the ending is just one of those like you expect there to be like an after credit scene or there to be more, but it's just the they kill the enemy villain people and then the cop is like, give me the chainsaw. And then it just fades. It's just yep. the husband and wife hugging. Yep. When the other one, you get you you get the, the sweet revenge. Yep. You want it on the fucking main bad guy in the remake. Yep. Everything pays off, and they wrap it up nice and tightly. So yeah. I gave it to remake. Um. So then, what was your score? Was yours also for remake, or was it for original? My oh shit, mine was for remake. Okay. <laughs> so I believe mine is. We have eleven now. Yeah, we have eleven Eight now. Eight three. Eight three minus five six. So eight nine ten eleven twelve. I'm too zoinked to do math. Um, wow. So, hold on. I gotta, like, click my pen here. And this is gonna suck because I gotta move my fucking mic. Sorry, everybody. We're, we're trying to do math here. Uh, you said 8 OG. Mm-hmm. And no, 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 mine was 8 remake. Alright, 3 remake and 8 OG. So that's 13. And then 9. Alright, um, our winner this week is um the remake we haven't had a remake win in a while it's also one of those films where it's not like one just completely dominated where it's like a thousand to one yeah it's actually like a fairly close show yeah it was it was nine to 13 like yeah. that's 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 actually probably the closest that we've been in a few episodes it's even weird to think that like i watched this movie so long ago when it would eventually come back into my life Right. In some kind of war format. Right. Our it's wars. weird. Um, <laughs> all right. So we're going to give it over to you guys, gals, non-binary pals, to uh, go ahead and vote on the poll that's going to be up when this episode pops I up. Guess. Yeah. Next segment. Yeah. Horror Club. Each episode, we pick a film that complements the war. We then review it under a series of categories and ultimately tell you whether we think you should pass, rent, or buy. 
welcome to the next segment of the show. Hard Club. Hard Club Sandwich. Hard Club Sandwich. Today, as with most of the movies that we do, actually all the movies that we do anymore, um, we like to find a movie that pairs nicely with the movies. Yeah, with the theme. Um, So today we have Becky from June 5th, 2020. Uh, Runtime is one hour and 33 minutes right in that sweet spot. Budget around one million USD. I couldn't actually find a real budget for the movie. Mm-hmm. Just found a couple things that had like what the rumored budget was mm-hmm. for the movie. Um, and as we found out from Macho in the past, a low budget film is typically a million to two million dollars. Mm-hmm. So I just took the the shot with putting it around that one million spot. Yes, you're honest. Um, yeah, box office is 1.1 million USD, so it made its money. Yep. It did what it had to do. It didn't get promoted. It didn't get anything. It, it just did what it did. Um, production companies, Yale Productions and Boulder Light Pictures, produced by Raphael Margulies, J.D. Lifshitz, Jordan Yale Levine, Jordan Beckerman, and Russ Posternak. Screenplay by Nick Morris, Lane Sky, and Ruckus Sky. Directed by Jonathan Millot, or Millot, and Carrie Murnian, Murnian, I'm sorry, Murnian. Cinematography by Greta Zozula, uh, edited by Alan Kanat or Kanat. Music by Nima Fakara. I hope I got that right. Plot: A teenager's weekend at a lake house with her father turns into the worst. Oh, it takes a turn for the worst when a group of convicts wrecks havoc on their lives. Oh, sorry. Lulu Wilson as Becky Hopper, <clears throat> Kevin James as Dominic <clears throat> Lewis, Joel McHale as Jeff Hopper, Amanda Bruel as Kayla, Robert Millette as Wallace Landham, a.k.a. Apex, uh, Ryan McDonald as Sonny Cole, and James McDougal or Dougal McDougal, as it looks like. Roman Kaman. Uh, must read film fact. Simon Pegg was slated to play the villain until he dropped out in May of 2019 due to conflict schedule or scheduling conflict. Excuse me. Kevin James was announced as his replacement one month later. This film also marked marks Kevin James' first dramatic role and also his first time playing the villain, as he has never been cast as one before. He does a pretty good fucking job. He did a really good fucking job. Hell yeah, man. I like Kevin James in this movie. So, um, as you guys, gals, non-binary pals already know, in this segment of the show. We will discuss the movie book club style and give it a rating of pass, rent, or buy. And that doesn't mean that you have to listen to us. Um, but yeah, we're going to get into it. So the acting. How do you feel about that in the movie? I I thought it was pretty fucking good, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like, this is a, a movie, I think, before you, you asked, like, when I watch it, do I think it's a hidden gem or not? I think it's close, but it's just like how Mother was. There's just something There's, missing from it. Right. So the acting was pretty fucking good. And Kevin James, pretty good villain. I'm jacked. Paul Paul Blart, Paul Blart Mall Cop. Like, that's the first thing I think of, yeah. of course. Yeah. I think most do when I, they hear his name. Honestly, I think King of Queens. Right. Because I, that's where I was introduced to him at, you know. So I I didn't believe. I'm not going to lie. I was, I was being a little hater. Right. But, Pretty fucking good acting all around for the whole cast. And seeing the dude from The Soup yeah. in a horror film also threw me off. Yeah, Joe McCall, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, directing. Oh, for me, for acting, I I feel pretty much the same way. Yeah. Um, you know, it was weird to see Kevin James in that role. It was weird to see Joel McHale in a role like that. Like it Also just, WWF wrestler. Yeah, yeah. Um, it just the whole movie was 
weird. Uh, Wallace, by the way. Weird, Robert. but huh? No, it was Robert Maylett. It was the the WWF guy. He was yeah. there for like two years. Yes. Um, it was weird, but good. Yeah. Like I mean, different. it it felt like uh, I don't remember his new name. Um, Ellen Page. She transitioned no, I, to I hate. No, I, no I don't idea. remember. But his, her first movie was Hard Candy. Mm. And it was kind of like a same thing. But the, you know, actually, I'm not going to give away Hard Candy. Okay. Um, because that's a movie that I think you should definitely check out. Okay. I don't know if it would be Hidden Gem, okay. but it's definitely a movie that you should check out. Um, so directing. Um, <laughs> not bad. There, the weakest point of this movie that I didn't, um, I thought they could have done more with, was the fiance and her son. Yeah. Because all they did for a majority of the film was sit on the couch. Yeah. Like I get why you know, right. small spoiler, she gets shot in the leg at one point, but it's like that's about all of the drama that happens. Yeah. For that. Yeah. There. Other than that, the directing was pretty good. I can probably agree with that. Like. I like some of the scenes that were done, but that also falls into the, um, even though we don't count it on here, the cinematography. Yeah. You know, I like the cinematography of this movie. They captured a lot of stuff, like, right in frame. Things were good. Splatters were good. Yeah. You know, I, I I don't... Pretty fucking brutal, but we'll get to yeah, that. Yeah, pretty brutal. Um, but yeah, I, I thought the directing was, was good, you know? Yeah. Um, writing slash plot. A little cliche... Group escapes prison. It's pretty much same but plot. But goes to the summer one. home. But you know, still, yeah, it was different enough. They do keep that kind of non-explanation of the key and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So you know, not bad. Yeah. Um, just wish we found out what the fucking yeah yeah. I'm assuming because there's a sequel they explain, but yeah. Um, Wrath of Becky. No, I think that literally just came out like mm-hmm. last month or something. Mm-hmm. So definitely got to hop on that one. Um, killer in this one. Funny enough, again, I, I'm thinking of Becky as also being in there because she's the one fighting back. So yeah. pretty fucking good. Brutal. Brutal little bitch, man. Kills. Yeah, they're yeah. brutal shit. Um, casting. Because I agree with you on the killer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah I mean, it, it's better than I expected because, again, I wouldn't think it was going to be a pretty bad. I thought it was going to be along the lines of Tusk. Right. Uh, like, you know what I mean? When you hear Kevin James, you think mm. it's going to be like a crap comedy kind of yeah. spoof one yeah so you know better than i thought um same because i think i think the 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 crux that we have to go on with this one is kevin james actually mm-hmm. because like you said everybody went in thinking that it was going to be some stupid fucking movie and then you get jacked ass fucking kevin james yep. who's always been a chubby fucking dude goofball, goofball for 15 years at that point yep. and then he turns into this like yeah, that my man had dedication right there. That was some good shit, you yep. know. So I give it to give it to him mainly. I mean, Lulu also kicked ass in the movie too. That feral ass scream at the end. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Facts. Um, soundtrack. I'm I'm gonna be honest. I don't really remember it that well. I I know it was a little more more modern like rock music and yeah. you know hip hop and stuff, but me. It was background I, noise. I really wasn't the big. Yeah, I really wasn't was, managed to it. Yeah, it was like literally just background noise. Yep. Oh God. Um, so I don't think that that makes for a good soundtrack, but I don't think it deters from the movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, gore slash kills. 
surprisingly fucking good. Yeah. The dude, I was when she stomps the the ruler into that dude's neck. Like I was just expecting the stab bleed out. Yeah. Typical, and she just stomps that shit to where it goes through his neck. Yeah. Good. The fucking lawnmower. I'm not gonna spoil yeah. anymore and say who. Yep. Probably one of the more realistic fucking yeah showing of how to die like that. And then you know. When eventually Becky uses a gun for a character, mm-hmm. I, I got it. You know, I was like, yeah, yeah. fair, yeah. fair, yeah. yeah. So, because yeah. I won't spoil, because it's it's, it's only, still a couple years old. Yeah, it's only three it's, years old. Yeah, right? it's only a few years old, and it's and, it, and with the sequel out there, a lot of people are discovering it. So, no, yeah. I I totally agree, not wanting to spoil this. Um, pacing, because I agree. I, I the, the kills in the movie were very. For the most part, they they were like basic kills, but they were yeah. inventive in mm-hmm. the way that they did the basicness. A new use of already used stuff. Yes. So. Yes. Um, pacing. I feel like maybe they could have took a, a little bit of the extra, like, you know, walking around the room and finding shit or Kevin James walking from front of house to back of house, you know. Yeah. The, so, I mean, it's still good. I just feel like maybe they could have shaved off like eight minutes. But other than that... Yeah. Good pacing. If they were to make this around the time of the OG last house on the left, about an hour 22, Mm -hmm. hour 23. Yep. Shave off those little bits of exposition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, I I agree. It it would have been beyond rock solid. It's, it's just missing that little bit to be a gem. It's a, it's a perfect popcorn flick. Yep. You, 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 this is one of those movies where you can get a little bit baked Yep. And just chill. just chill and watch it for the craziness, like how, how crazy it becomes. Because it goes from zero to fucking 100. I gotta say, one thing that I appreciate with Becky and the other Last House on the Left is, especially with the remake, the mom and dad getting revenge and the way they react and all that is so yeah. good. It's yeah. more realistic. That's how you would be in those situations. Some people, you know what I mean? You're gonna go a little bit more... Were, like they didn't go with the typical trope of the parents and all that just kind of just cried and gave up and we're like we just need to escape like they're like no you fucked with my family and now we're gonna get you motherfucker especially in a remake for last house on the left and that's we didn't talk about it but that's how oh i i yeah yeah oh yeah yeah my kids are everything mm-hmm. <laughs> like point blank um even in Becky, like the dad was just like, I need you to do something for me. Run. Like, yeah, it, it wasn't like some overdramatic shit. It was just get the fuck out of here. I, yep. It was fantastic. Yep. I agree. Um, so that leads us to pass runner by man. Um, hey, at least run it. You got to You got to at least watch it once. Yeah, I agree. Uh, typically, Becky is one of those movies that you can find for like four ninety nine yeah. or five ninety nine on Vudu or Amazon. A dollar ninety nine for the rental. If you don't want to put the $5 to buying the movie because if you think you're only going to watch it once and that's it, nope. then then give it the rent or give it the R. Um, watch it in some way. Watch it, definitely. Do not skip this movie. Yep. Um, whatever you do, don't skip it because it's a, it's a rock-solid movie. There's a couple movies that would pair very nicely with the movie if you're doing like a little marathon or something. Um so yeah, definitely, definitely say it, one thousand percent. Think that's it, right? Yep. You got anything else you want to say? Yeah. Okay. The list of doom. 
Each episode, we pick a theme to go along with the rest of the show. It's a top five list of movies, characters, events, music, or anything in between. Welcome to the list of doom. Hell yeah. I fucking love when you do <laughs> I love it. I love that we made that a thing the for list. every ever. Same. Yeah. Okay. So, this is a very broad spectrum. Oh, yes. Because most horror movies are survival horror movies. So, with me, I went a different direction. Okay. I didn't go with, like... Because if if I went with it, Scream would be number one. Yeah. You know, I I didn't want to go that direction. So I'm going to surprise you with my picks okay. just as much as you've been saying off, off recording mm-hmm. how you can't wait to hear my reaction to yours. So don't think that mine are going to be typical movies. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, we came with this one. We came with this one, I think. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking that. <laughs> All right. Do you have any honorable mentions? I do not. Neither do I. Okay. Okay. So first in a while we haven't first had honorable mentions. Yeah. Um, so let's do our stupid tribute to Chills, fucking most hated YouTube <laughs> horror <laughs> guy, horror guy out there. Um, what is your number five? <laughs> My number five is a quiet place. I dig it. That has got to be one of the hardest ways to survive in those kind of things. Like you can't make noise at all. Yeah. I almost put that on my list. Then I remembered my number five. Okay. Maggie from 2015. Oh, yeah. <laughs> one of the hidden gems. One of the hidden gems, baby. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Both so far, man. We're we're oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. If this is our number fives, Jesus fucking Christ. Um, but yeah, no. I don't think you could go wrong with either of our number fives. What's your number four? <laughs> uh, my number four is in my revamped top ten, the Belco Experiment. Hell yeah. Uh, quick uh, quick info on it. It's a basically a giant complex with just regular ass employees, and they're forced to kill each other within certain time frames, or the the, the chips in their heads will explode. Yeah. So survival of the fittest, pretty much. Yeah. Um, I, I literally see nothing wrong with your list so far. I, I, I love it. Same with yours. Number four, Cloverfield from 2008. Holy shit. What a fucking throwback. <laughs> yeah? Okay. <laughs> I haven't heard that fucking movie in forever. Didn't they do um, another one with John Goodman? Yeah, because right? it, it wasn't actually yeah. Cloverfield. They just popped the name on it and threw the ending there. Uh, it was 10 Cloverfield Lane. That's what it was. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I did see that one. What's your number three? My number three is 28 Days Later. I knew it. I knew that that movie was going to either 28 days or 28 weeks. I fucking knew it. Your love for Killian Murphy. He's a great actor. He's a great actor. And it's not because I see his wiener. <laughs> but it's just like, <clears throat> just any horror film where you're just constantly on the run yeah. is, is top tier to me. Because it's, like we said before, it's a take on kind of like the zombie thing, but it was a rage virus. Yeah. And just imagine something chasing you forever. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're yeah. always on the run. So yeah. Honestly... I thought that was either going to be number two or number one. Okay. 
I really did. See? Yeah. Throwing them curveballs. You are. I think I'm going to throw another curveball here with my number three. Ready or not from 2019. Oh, my God, bro. I forgot about these movies. I've seen that. Yeah. Dude. Oh, my gosh. Her, the, the quick synopsis of this movie. Basically, she marries into a very wealthy family, and um, they hunt her for sport. That Wow, bro. Yeah. yeah. And and it's brutal, and it's funny, and it's just great. That Yeah, yeah. That's definitely one of those, um, oh, you know what that could match to? Um, what was the, the one we did that had Sasha Gray in it? The uh, Would You Rather? Would You Rather. Yeah. It's, it's that type, but done better. It's yeah. definitely yeah. a good fucking yeah. film. That's a yeah. good one. Thanks, man. Um... Number two. This is going to be, I think, uh, if your number one is my number one, dude, because I have a feeling we're both going to end up in the same fucking spot, weirdly enough. Well, 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 let's... Uh, this is going to be great. What's your number two? So my number two fits into <laughs> our more recent love uh, genre between us is of the mythologies. Okay. And that would be The Ritual, which is the one with the Norse god that was the big deer body that's the one please that is another one you guys need to see no matter what guys gals non-binary pals we we covered um no one gets out alive it takes place in the same universe yeah yeah we did that in one of our first ever horror clubs i think it might have been our first horror i think so too maybe my number two pray from 2022 oh yeah that is that's a sleeper hit bro that it gets way too much hate. Yeah. It's definitely a good film. OG Predator, man. Like, come on. that That's like... I think that that movie was super fucking well done. Mm-hmm. Everything from beginning to end, man. Very nice. Thank you, sir. With that... Oh, that was my hip. That was just popped. hip? Woo. God damn. That motherfucker... That was loud. Mm. You're getting old, bro. Thanks, bro. Yeah. <laughs> what's your number one my number one is the mist oh one of the best downer endings in the world oh definitely i mean it's survival horror you didn't go the route that i thought you were gonna oh, go shit. in say i told you wow I told you wow i like your list man thanks man my number one the thing, 1982. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, same kind of like... Same kind of like concept. It's like, like you know, super creepy, out-of-world creatures, <laughs> alien-type deal. Bro, I, we technically did High go five. in the same like direction <laughs> with our number ones. Very nice list. Very dude. nice list. Man. These are probably like... This is one of my favorite top fives right here because we 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 really kind of opened up the box on this one. That should be like how remember the way you did the, our top tens had like the elbow or yeah. We we got to figure out how to do that. I feel like these are worthy of being put up on the the gram, dude. I think you're right. There's some good top fives. I think you're right. When I when I finish doing the stuff I got to do today, I think yeah. I'm gonna I think I'm gonna do that. Yeah. I feel like that's that, these are some, this is a good list. You got to send me your list. Yeah. Like I'll just take a picture. Of it. Yeah, yeah. I'll do it right after we're done this segment, so I don't forget. <laughs> Hell yeah, man! Good that was list. a that was a good fucking segment. I enjoyed that. What do you I, guys think? Yeah. What do you? What are your top five survival horror movies? Let us know. Yeah. You know, email us, uh, horrorwarspodcast@gmail.com, or comment on the the pictures when they come up. All the socials. All the socials. You know the drill. Love yous. But I don't feel like smiling.
Horrors of Gaming. Each episode, we pick a theme to go along with the rest of the show. It can be a list dissection or a game that stands out for us to discuss. Let's start the gaming portion of the show. <laughs> we don't have anything for the beginning yeah. of, of yeah. Um, the horrors of gaming. Uh, we got to think of something. We got to think of something because every segment we actually have like a, a little opening for, yeah. you know. Um, go ahead, though. This is this is Josh's second written portion for the show and i loved it i loved his first written portion for the show Thanks, a couple weeks ago with mortal kombat one as well so go back into the archives and listen to that oh yes <laughs> uh sticking with our theme survival horror and stuff like that oh, we're yeah. going into a juggernaut of a game dead by daylight yep and uh i love the way rob kind of titled it because I, I you know when i type this up i send it to him and he kind of gives us little titles i love this it's titled dead by daylight a horror love letter yep so, before we start, Horrors of Gaming, with our topic being Dead by Daylight, we both like to take this opportunity to say rest in peace to Max, a.k.a. Puppers, a Twitch streamer whose main channel focus was Dead by Daylight. He passed away on June 2nd, 2023. He was an amazing person, on and off stream. Max, may you be eternally comfy. Now let's get into Dead by Daylight, shall we? Um, yeah, um, I, I just want to, you know, echo that. Yeah. Um, rest in peace, rest in power. Mm-hmm. Um you were great for your community, and I know you because of Josh. Yep. So, yeah, let's get to this shit, bro. So, for those who don't know, Dead by Daylight is an online multiplayer game created by Behavior Studios that was originally released on PC on June 14th, 2016, and was released to the consoles in the following year. It was Xbox and PlayStation the year after, and two years later, it was on Nintendo. Yep. Uh, Dead by Daylight puts four players, or survivors, on the same team to fix generators generators excuse me to create enough power to open a gate that will let them escape into the fog to survive another night while this is going on there is a fifth player or the killer that has to hunt stalk and kill the other four players while they try to escape the survivor characters are played from a third person over the shoulder perspective and the killer is played from a first person perspective do your best as a survivor and reach the goal of escaping the hellish nightmare from the killer and the in-game evil puppet master called the entity or surrender yourself to the entity's whispers and play killer and stop those survivors before they can escape. Hell yeah. Dead by Daylight has a plethora of original horror characters such as the Trapper, the Hillbilly, and the Wraith, which pay homage to many movie horror villains. But as Dead by Daylight began to skyrocket in popularity, Behavior Studios began to uh, pull in some of the world of horror and brought in many major horror icons from all forms of media. Here are the horror icons that have been brought into the game as of this recording, June 10th, 2023. The Shape, or Michael Myers and Laurie Strode from the Halloween franchise. The Nightmare, or Freddy Krueger and Quentin Smith from Nightmare on Elm Street Remake. The Pig, or Amanda and Detective Tapped from the Saw franchise. The Clown, a reference to John Wayne Gacy. Ghostface from the Scream franchise. The Demogorgon, Nancy Wheeler and Steve Harrington from Stranger Things franchise. The Executioner or Pyramid Head, or Red Pyramid, um, Mm -hmm. and Cheryl Mason from the Silent Hill franchise, Nemesis, Jill Valentine, and Leon Kennedy from the Resident Evil franchise, the Hellraiser, or Pinhead from the Hellraiser franchise, the Mastermind, or Albert Wesker, Ada Wong, and Rebecca Chambers from the Resident Evil franchise, the Cannibal, or Leatherface from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise, 
I didn't even pay attention to that. Yep. I, that just because that was uh that was one of the things that I was trying to do late last night yeah. when I was I was so fucking tired. No, you're good, dude. That was um, me. That's my writing. So let's not forget, along with all the recognizable horror icons in the game, there are just as many original, unique characters on both the killer and survivor sides of the game. Every single character has a ton of lore and backstory that any fan of horror, new or old, can enjoy. So, with that, let's talk about this behemoth of a horror game. Which it really is, because fucking Nicolas Cage is going to be in it now. Yeah, Nicolas Cage. Not as a character. Nicolas Cage. Not as one. Not as Renfield. Not yep. as this. Not as that. Not as Ghost Rider. Yep. It's Nicolas fucking Cage. Voiced by him. Voiced by him. He was even on the, a uh, couple days ago, the uh, Summer Game Fest. Yeah. He was on stage talking about it. Yep. And he is a, a character, let's just say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But uh, Dead by Daylight is super interesting because that's something else that got me still in the world of horror. Because yeah. for a, quite a few years, I played that shit like every day. Yeah. And it's got a lot of even original horror characters that yeah. I'm telling you guys, non-binary pals, people, cuties, hairs, and homies, and all that. Uh, <laughs> if if you need a new game to play and you want some horror and it's a live feed ga- or live service game, so it's yeah. updated and new people are putting yeah. it all the time. It's a good game. Yeah, it's it a is. little frustrating if you're a competitive person like myself and you rage, but still, it's a it's a fun game. I just haven't played it in a while. I haven't had the time. Josh and I, along with another, played this game for probably about three four months straight mm-hmm. because that's kind of like when I was starting to fall off of Destiny. Yeah, and um. I was looking for something new Mm -hmm. and Josh was like, bro, how are you not playing this fucking game? Like you're Mr. Fucking horror and you're just sitting on the sidelines of literally being capable of playing as a killer Mm -hmm. or playing as a survivor. Mm -hmm. Um, I was really enjoying the game until Josh got competitive, (laughs) (laughs) but it wasn't just Josh's competitiveness. I mean, because I mean, look, he's, I'm, I'll say this shit on air 1,000%. I don't care. My man has grown into a fucking superior human being from, like, where you were oh, yeah. years ago. Mm-hmm. Same same thing with me. Yeah. We, we've, we've grown. We've, mm-hmm. we've learned how to control ourselves, and we've yep. learned how to do things. You are leagues Thanks, farther ahead than you were in the competitive game space yeah. back then when we first really started that playing. stupid rage is... Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I got to give you credit you, on that, bro. You, that. You've you really, like, super, super gotten better with that. Um, but the game became repetitive to me. Right. So there was only so much you could do. There was only so much this. There was only so much that. I feel like if you were to pick it up now, you would enjoy it more because there's a lot more characters, a lot more maps. And there's a lot more building in process, right. yeah, too, yeah. like with the characters and shit. But for any, any fan of horror, even if you've, even if our podcast is your first dip into horror, right? Dead by Daylight is a good game because it features a lot of like we've Rob read off huge, huge names, horror huge names. icons. Fucking Michael Myers, Michael Myers, you know Ghostface, I mean? and yeah. and the reason why on that list it was like The Shape or Michael Myers is because that's their name, they're the title of their character in the game. You know, mm-hmm. it's Michael Myers, and his name is in the lore, but he's not titled Michael Myers. Yeah, he's titled. So the that's shape. why, for anyone confused by that, that's why that's in there. Yeah. Um, and also this can bleed into, haha, bleed, um, into something else that we wanted to talk about. Um, the Friday the 13th 
game, which is kind of similar in a sense to Dead by Daylight. That game is, its servers are shutting down soon. Mm-hmm. Um, right now the game is cheap. Yeah. They've even wrote from their own personal Twitter that the game is like two bucks. It's like yeah. two ninety nine, and yeah. then every DLC is ninety nine cents. Yep. So get in and play it because I think it shuts down in October or something, right? Twenty twenty four, I believe. Yeah. Okay. But you have at least from now until then if you want to give it a shot. It's not a bad game. It's fun. It's a good. It has all the costumes from the nope. more recent, uh, Fri- or I'm sorry, Friday the Thirteenth games. But the reason this is big is because Dead by Daylight has a character called the Trapper. Yep. The Trapper is basically an homage to, uh, Jason. Yep. But now that his licensing is going to be freed up from the Friday Thirteenth series for video games, now Dead by Daylight could pick it up. Yep, and he could possibly put it into the game, which would be amazing. Because yep. even for Rob, Ghostface is in it, yep. and all of his co- and all of I'm sorry, Ghostface's costumes from every movie is in it. You could buy it for obviously in game currency yeah. and shit. But yeah, yeah, it, all references are there. All the love is there. Yeah, and and I love that. And for those that don't know, there was a big fucking lawsuit for the creators of Jason. They fought and fought for many, many years. That's why we haven't gotten a new Jason movie since the remake of um, Friday the 13th. But now we're going to be getting a TV series. We're going to be getting more movies. Mm -hmm. We're going to be getting a lot of different things. The red tape is finally cleared, and Jason is going to be free to kill, 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 ma, 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 9,000 times, again and again and again, over and over and over. Amen. Um, Um, (laughs) Isn't it? It's also funny to think about this game of like, both of our favorite franchises, Saul and you know, are in, this. Are in there are, are in DVD. It's just weird that even uh, the game came out before me and you even really started yeah. hanging out, and it still has two of our favorite franchises yeah. in the same game. It's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Horror's great, man. I love this fucking genre so much. <laughs> it's super dope, man. Um, so yeah, definitely go out of your way to play Dead by Daylight at least at least once in your life, man. Um, because it's fun. It's yes. a fun experience. Yep. Uh, and you can play with your friends, <clears throat> up to four people on yep. the survivor side. Yep. And if you just want to be, and if you like your first person games, play killer. Yep. And each killer has different abilities and all that shit. You'll you'll love it. Yeah. Hundreds and, and hundreds of perks in the game. And each survivor has different yep. abilities yep. to to combat that killer. Yep. Um, Give it a shot, guys. Guys, gals, non-binary, pals, people, cutest, hairs, homies, freaks, geeks, and everything in between with the butthole. Oh, How yeah. Would you, you, you fucking nailed that shit, fist bump. Thanks, man. Yeah. Um, how would you feel if they added a second killer into the game and made I've it two asking, killers and four, survi- or four survivors? Or eight survivors, two killers? Dude, eight survivors, two killers. Oh, my the God. The DVD community has been asking for that forever. Imagine. Because even the maps, they have uh, Lori Strode's house. Yeah. Uh, Haddonfield. Yeah, that was when we were playing. Mm-hmm. It's still in there. They have like actual the maps in the game are from those movies. Yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yep. We got the school. Like yep. all of it's there, man. Yep, it's fucking dope. It really is. So if me and if me and Josh were capable of being the pig and leather uh, and Ghostface, that would be awesome. Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, oh my gosh. Oh my god. <laughs> fucking oh my man. It's so it's such a good like the concept is amazing. Yeah. I can't stop sucking Super the shmeat of it. Sucking the shmeat. Um, there was one other gaming thing that you wanted to bring up today, and that was the updated Mortal Kombat 1 character right. list. So, real fast, um, I believe it is... We have 10 out of 24 characters confirmed so far. Confirmed with a K, not with a C like yeah. normal. So, for the, <laughs> the, the roster of the ones you can actually play as confirmed are Katana, Kenshi... Melina, Raiden, Liu Kang, Scorpion, Kung Lao, Johnny Cage, which they tricked us because they made it seem like he was mm-hmm. only going to be a cameo fighter, mm-hmm. and Sub-Zero are confirmed. 
And then we have, of course, Shang Tsung and the ones we've listed in the archives. And then for our cameo fighters, we've been confirmed for five out of 16 of those, which is Goro, mm -hmm. who looks dope. completely redesigned. Yeah, and dope, though, for me. I mean, so, yeah. Sub Zero, of course. So characters that you can play and fight as, you can also use as cameo characters. Yep. Kano, mm -hmm. uh, Jax. Bald headed Kano. Striker, who I was surprised yeah. to see. Yeah, so that little flashlight on, yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, Sonya Blade. Yep. So, which is surprising. So, I'm going to assume that Jax and Sonya, you're going to be able to play as them. Yeah. Striker, I don't know. I see him just staying cameo. Kano, you're going to play as. He's even yep. in his MK1 original outfit. So, yep. yeah. So, there's the updated list. I really want to touch on this real quick. I love, love, fucking love the fact that they literally gave Raiden Liu Kang's story. Yep. Literally. Like, they, they, they're the yin and the yin and yang. Yep. Like, they really just played they, they them back. Them. Yeah, they flipped them. It was really dope. Mm -hmm. um, that new trailer is fucking amazing. Yes. Amazing. Um, what the was the trailer? Yeah, what, what was the, um, the convention called that they just had or whatever? Summer Game Fest. Summer Game Fest. That's mm -hmm. it. I'm sorry. No, you don't. Yeah, because you literally just mentioned it eight minutes ago. Um, definitely fucking oh, yeah. amped for Mortal Kombat 1. Like, and Jean-Claude Van Damme, if you use his skin, will have his voice as well. Yep. So that's cool. Yep. I wonder if they're going to do anything else like that in this one. Probably. Yeah. Real quick before we go. In Dead by Daylight, what if they brought in Chucky, bro? That would be terrifying. Because <laughs> they could. They, 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 they used to say that they couldn't because the model would be too small. But there's a killer. Who set. has a small. It's called the Twins. And it's a very yep. large woman. And she has a twin. It's like a conjoined twin, yep. but the twin can jump out of her body, and it's just a little short dude, yep. like three feet tall. So they could put Chucky in the game. Yeah, they could. But that'd be broken as shit, because it would be like hidden underneath everything that's above the waist. Yeah. So that'd petition, be cool, though. Petition for Chucky. Petition for Chucky. Ah, Dead by Daylight. Ah. Ah. Our Cursed Ones. We answer questions and read comments by you, the ones who keep us going. Hello, everybody. Why did I just begin the fucking show? I don't know. Hello, hello. What the fuck is wrong with this segment? It is cursed. It's cursed. This yeah. segment is fucking cursed. The cursed segment is cursed. Fuck it, we'll do it live. Just keep it rolling. Fuck shit. it, we'll do it live? All right, I guess. All right, welcome to the last fucking segment of the show. <laughs> it's our cursed ones. We're cursed. It's cursed. It's mm -hmm. all fucking cursed. Every episode... We end up going smooth from the first fucking like six segments, and then we get to the last segment, and it's <laughs> we forget how to fucking word. Okay, so let's hop into this. We do have three questions um, this week, and they're all from various groups on Facebook because I finally decided to just like share this, like the the promotion of it to like a bunch of different groups. So I don't remember where you came from, and I'm sorry. So the first question is from John. How long have you two been friends? I think the way you two play off of each other is pretty great. Keep up the great work. I like that. I, I like that, that too. That's, super, that's a super nice comment. Yeah, it is. That's one thing that even when we've described our podcast as our ability to kind of riff off each other pretty well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. God, we have known each other for nine years at this point. I think so, man. It was Destiny. Jesus. It was before that, because technically I knew you. Technically. But yeah. Destiny, I would say Destiny, 2016. Taking King. 
Taken King is really when 2015 is when we became friends. As we became like Cody Cast. friends, Cody Cast, yeah. Um, so it's been almost ten years. Yeah, almost. Um, but Math knowing, off, but... yeah, knowing each other. Actually, no, you said nine, so we're Was we're it? about that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, knowing each other has probably been about eleven years. Yeah. 11 because it was Call of Duty Jesus Black Ops Modern, 2 Was it Black Ops 2 or Modern Warfare 3? One of the two. One of the two. Um Josh hated me because I was fat. I was a a dick teenager. <laughs> that is no longer part of me, brother. Again, like, like I yeah. said in the last segment, look at how far you fucking grown, bro. Yeah. Like um anyway, so yeah, we've known each other we've known each other for about 11 maybe yeah. so odd years yeah. um and we've been friends for going on 10. Yep. Um we had a mutual friend Cody who rest in peace um, love him to death. Rest in peace, love him to death, miss him every fucking day. Mm-hmm. Um I was friends with his stepbrother mm-hmm. and he was friends with Cody. And that's how we got together. We've explained this plenty of times in the Every archives. Every single podcast we've done. Uh, yeah, and we've always had some dedication to Cody. Yep. Uh, because if it wasn't for Cody, we wouldn't have become the friends that we are mm-hmm. to the point where we consider each other brothers as well. Yep. So, I mean, yeah. So, always rest in peace, Cody. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love you forever. And um, you got anything else you want to say there? Or are you good no, to go on to the next one? All right. But yeah, we've been friends for a long fucking time. Yeah, man. We were just discussing how... Um, my oldest, yep. you know, Josh got, to see, Josh got to see my oldest go off to work in their work clothes yeah. today. So that was, that was, that was some, shit. something different. Yeah, and graduating soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So number two, Andrew, I don't know if you guys are going to talk about it during the show, but how do you feel about the new horror movie being produced by Cher? Didn't even know that was a thing. Um, the news kind of broke yesterday about it. Mm. It's like, uh, I didn't. Uh, that's my bad on my end. I it was late when I was getting all the shit together, but basically, um, a lot of horror movie scream queens mm-hmm. are in this movie, and Cher and her son are like producing the movie, and I forget what it's called. I th- little bites, little bites. The only reason why I remember that is because of fucking Rick and Morty, <laughs> with the little bites. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on in little bites. Um yeah, that's the movie. I don't have much information on it and I'm very sorry about that. Um hopefully some more news will come out in the next couple weeks and we'll be able yep. to discuss it more. Sorry. Um but thank you for your question. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Um keep them coming, you know. Yeah. Uh the third one, I'm sorry for your name because my estranged brother is named Ken. But um, I still chose it because it was, you know, good for the episode. Um, what are your favorite Dead by Daylight builds, and do you play as a survivor or killer? When I played, I started out as playing survivor, but then I just gravitated more towards killer because they started bringing in the, the killers I liked. The a big lot. guns. And yeah. funny enough, one of my main characters was Ghostface, right? Because you could teabag and yeah. walk with them, and it was funny as shit. So. <laughs> but my favorite build. I guess going back to Survivor, just obviously just the meta crutchy perks when it was like dead hard and um, adrenaline. And uh, oh man, I forget the one. It was like a yoga pose, but you could, before they nerfed it, you could drop down and get like a super speed boost and all that shit. So yeah. I, I forget what it was called, but that was one of them. So, um, yeah. 
I can't really say too much on this because I pretty much just always went with whatever build you told me to go with in the game yep. because I never got too in-depth with anything. Um, and I'd only played Killers like one or two times and I wasn't feeling it. But that's also probably because I didn't understand that. that right. Because it's different perks, it's different things. Yeah. So I can't speak on this one uh, you know i picked it because i knew that you had a lot more knowledge right. on it and i mean i know the game's changed over the years since we've been really playing or whatever but yeah. still um thank you to yes. everybody that's sending in questions all these are first timers yeah so, we appreciate it yeah absolutely thank you um so you know either comment on the reveal post when you see it or send us an email at um podcast at gmail.com and um with that we only have one more thing to say, and that's going to be the reveal of the next episode of uh, Horror Tube, Horror Tube on YouTube. Um, this one is the reverse of episode nine. This is movie or series everyone loves, but you hate. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to get into hatred. Yes. Yeah. Let the hate through. Let the hate. Let the hate flow through you. I yeah. almost messed that up. Woo. But still, you did it. You recovered. Did it great. Um, so with that being said, Josh, do you have anything you'd like to add before we end this episode? You want to say uh, goodbye? Goodbye, folks. All right. I'll see you in two and two. See you two and two, baby. Um, shout out Chuck Woolery. Listen to Lamont at the end of the show here and, um, be safe. Cause there's a lot of fucking weird things out there. Yeah. Especially with all the smoke and shit. Yeah. So stay safe. Everyone see you in two and two. Love you. Bye. Bye. Even the dead laugh. Some things need to be recorded again, and we bring them to you at the end of every episode. Testing, one, two, testing. One, two, buckle my shoe. Three, four, buckle some more. Five, six. I forget the rest of it. I love that meme. It's a great meme. It's a great meme. Hello out there to all of our guys, gals, non-binary pals, spooky cuties, hair-raising homies, freaks, geeks, and anything in between with a butthole. I'm Rob. I'm Josh. And we're going to record that again. <laughs> and welcome to the next segment in the motherfucking show. Horror Club. Restart. Oh. My mic's all the way over there. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> nice. Thanks, man. Alright. It's that time. Closing. Oh. Closing time. Wait, what is that song? Closing time. Is it? Is it what's called? It's called closing time. <laughs> what were you gonna say? I don't know. You were saying we welcome. should probably restart this. Alright. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Again, my name is Lamont, and I appreciate you sticking around for this ending message. You can find me at Vilcado on Instagram. Also, be sure to follow Horror Wars on all social media platforms, including TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Reddit, and everywhere in between. If you want to leave a horror question, comment, or say something about the show, please drop us an email at horrorwarspodcast at gmail.com. See you next time, and remember, keep it classy with a dash of slashies.